welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show with your presenter, Hugh Hattrick. You can get it on YouTube, on SoundCloud and on Podbean. So, let's get ready for the show. It's time to drive fast and try not to crash. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show. And with me today is a very special guest who has even been brave enough to come back for a second helping. It is Josh Martin. I hear good to see you. How you doing? I'm very well. It's thank you very much for being brave enough to come back on the show. Normally, people <laughs> run a mile and deny any existence that they've ever been here, but you've come back on the show. And you've got lots of good and exciting things to talk about today because you're an esports legend and you're very big on all that side of esports. Um, so there'll be very exciting news, I'm sure, as we delve into your career and what's been happening and what's uh, all the ins and outs of, of esports. Now, um, a wee while ago, uh, we had you back on the show and you were going to tell us about your new career um, things that were happening in your esports career, but it was just a bit too early before you were allowed to to publicise it. So, what's been the big news? Um, yeah, there's been loads, loads of things going on. So, obviously, uh, like you kind of alluded to, with the the recent surge in esports, um, with the self isolation and motorsport going into lockdown, um, I've been fortunate enough to take part in the Redline Motorsport. I've been doing some online races with real drivers. Um, mm -hmm. And then GT World, the obviously the Real World Manufacturer Series, um, have they invited me to take part in their charity race. So it's been a very busy few weeks, kind of training away on the simulator and been loads of racing, loads of action, and uh, it's been very busy times, yeah. And how did you get on? Because you had a very big race at the weekend there. But did, yeah. did you start well and finish well, or how did it go? Or was it a, a mix? It's been a bit touch and miss. So um, the first race was the Redline Motorsport. That was a, a sixty-minute endurance race. Uh, I say endurance, mm -hmm. a sprint race. Sorry, uh, um, Kai Lamy in South Africa on a South Corsa Competizione. So that was a really interesting race because it was my first time racing against real drivers. So you're coming out of the pit lane, and you know David Perel, Marco Bricolotti, Dennis Lind were all flying past you on track. And it was like, okay, these are real drivers. This is the real cars. It's it was a really surreal experience. So um, I picked a. I'm trying to remember what I was driving there. I think I was driving a Lexus, so a bit of a heavier GT3 car compared to the rest. And um, the pace was good. And on about lap two, I found myself being chased by Jordan Pepper, who obviously was. Uh, I believe he won the Bathurst 10 hour um, recently. All right. Uh -huh. yeah, so yeah. you know, this real world driver got lots of. Uh, credentials behind him and i was quite excited i was like right we're gonna have a proper race on and he went straight into the back of me so um, oh, no. <laughs> yeah so we had to carry a bit of damage through the race um and we nursed it home finished just outside the top 20 which is a bit of a shame but um it was a real experience for me to kind of have this opportunity against real world drivers and then in the, on this weekend just gone on sunday we had the sro charity race which was raising funds for the covid19 uh, work in italy because they're being hit pretty hard at the moment um, and again, there was some real world drivers in there and it consisted of two qualifying races plus a grand final. So unfortunately we got taken out by one of the F1 eSports drivers um, in the, uh, yeah, about 10 minutes to go, which put us just oh. out of the top 20, uh, which meant I didn't qualify for the final. But, you know, obviously it was for charity. We raised just over 8,000 euros, I think. So quite a bit of money. Um, and again, it was great getting to go wheel to wheel with some of the, the real guys. I was battling against two Aston Martin drivers, which was, it was nice to see that the real world and the sim stuff kind of translates so that we're on pace with yeah. each other. 
So it was it was really exciting. But I'm sure, as you've seen, there's so much going on, isn't there, at the moment? Yeah. Well, we had a good laugh. We, we tried to commentate um, on one of the, the, the F1 esports um, race that they did a couple of weeks ago. It had like Johnny Herbert and Nico Hockenberg. Um, but unfortunately, my, my, my co-host was about three or four seconds behind me on YouTube. <laughs> so when I got excited about something happening, um, he didn't. So that was the, that was the thing. So he couldn't quite figure out what was happening. And then it didn't show you an awful lot of what was happening or in terms of the, 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 the leaders and who was in what position. So it was quite hard because you see that the F1 cars and you think, yeah. oh, that's number 44, that's Hamilton. But it was some <laughs> other person and it didn't have the names above them. So we were kind of clueless as to who it was. It was really impossible to try and figure out um, who was leading. Um, so, so we are in a learning phase of trying to get better. But if it's, I'm sure as they redo the streams and improve on the, what they can actually view, um, then the public can see it as well. Um, but no, it's, I think it's fantastic that they're all coming out. And what I would love to see, I have to say, um, is all the Formula One drivers actually doing their own esports race. I think yeah. that would be really good because for all the F1 fans, you know, it, it's, there's a, I think there's definitely a place for the mixture. But I think for the yeah. F1 fans, we would love just to get our money's worth, actually. You know, the kind of thing, right? Let's get it going. They can't even pay them doing sitting there doing nothing. Um, and they, are, they all can easily afford a, a phenomenal rig setup. Yeah. So I think it would be quite good. if you Imagine if you could have a camera in the home of every F1 driver who was taking part, looking to see what they were doing. I'm sure you could do that remotely. Um, and then you, so you could see their reactions. And then in turn, they could play the game and see how they get on. I'm, I'm sure it would be quite fun. And there wouldn't be a championship event. It would just be an esports, you know, course, yeah. thing. So they're not under the pressure um, of having to 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 really do that. Well, they would want to do their best, but you know, it's not going to it's not going to mean too much um, unless they unless they end up taking out most of the field. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but no, I, I think it's really exciting, and and it shows where the where the game is going. Um, mm. I've heard that seemingly the, the, on their current F1 game, the 2019 game, they might actually bring an update that's going to have the 2020 cars um, and 2020 right. tracks on it. So that could be that could be quite good. That's what Jimmy Broadbent was saying. Um, uh -huh. uh, he put out a video about that. Um, so that could be quite good. But no, I, I think it's great to have um, the, the Formula One stuff and, and having the mixture because they, they had Johnny yeah. Herbert and he was having a huge battle with a whole bunch of people um, uh -huh. and his reactions were, were, were fantastic. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, it was it's, it's great to see. It. And then of course for the GT side, which is what you've been doing, um, is is great as well. I mean, it's, I can't believe how big the field is. It's like forty or fifty people. That turn, you know, that there's so many cars on the track, um, and you've got a mixture of GT3 and GT4. I know that the one that um, Steve Alvarez Brown was doing yesterday with David Perel, they actually took out the leader, they come in no. for pits, and he, he he did a perfect pit maneuver on the leader as he was coming around no. the corner, and he went, "That's the leader," and they went, "Oh, oh. Um, but he only got he, he did spin out, but I think he didn't go too far back, um, so they they kept going. I didn't see where they finished because it was a it was a three hour race, and we were yeah. doing our live stream last night, but. Um, but uh, but no, it's great fun, and it does add quite a lot of atmosphere. Um, and uh, you know, and it's, as you say, to, to race against real drivers must be pretty pretty good. You know, I think it must be quite a good experience and good fun. Well, that's it. I think it's definitely um, like, like you said. I think it'd be really cool to see you know Charles Leclerc go up against Verstappen against Lando Norris in their own race. But I think the nice thing about what we're doing at the moment is we're seeing uh, within reason. You know, everyday the everyday person, everyday sim racer gets a chance yeah. to. Go up against Nico Hulkenberg. Like, if you told Jimmy Broadbent 10 years ago he was going to have a crash with Nico Hulkenberg, he wouldn't believe you, you know? So I think it's, it's a, a nice, it's a good option to interact with the fans in a way that we've not really seen before. And I think you're right in that we need to kind of make sure that the market's kind of pushing hard to keep that engagement going so that we do get our money's worth because yeah. 
yeah, the drivers are kind of sitting at home. I know a lot of them are spending time on simulators, but if they're not publicly doing that, then it's a bit yeah. of a shame. It's a bit of a wasted opportunity, I think. And I think they would quite enjoy it. I mean, I, I think like people like Ricardo, he would be right up there. You know, <laughs> have a go and, and you know, and if he beats them all, he says, "Yeah, they owe, they owe me a barbecue or something." You know, I can see it now. He'll be, he'll be having a good laugh. And I think like Hamilton, they all love their sim racing, don't they? So um, I think it would be it would be great fun. But no, it's it's just really exciting to watch. And I, I was joking to to my coast when we tried to do the Formula One one, and when we saw Nico Hulkenberg um, and Jimmy Broadbent come together, um, and he said, "Can you imagine if that was real life for the car insurance report?" You'd have to put out, well, who did you crash with? That so was Nico Halkenberg. You know, <laughs> it was the, you made the headlines with that one. You know, but it's all they crash into a Formula One driver, but I'm sure it won't cost very much to fix his car. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's only a small claim. But, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it, it, is, it is really good. So there's a lot of new races coming up. Um, can you give us info of what might be about to, to happen in the next few weeks and months? I imagine we're probably going to see a continuation of what's already out there. Um, I know. Obviously, F1 have said that they're planning to commit to these virtual Grand Prix for a while. Veloce are running their not the Australian, not the Bahrain Grand Prix, yeah. which had like Ian Poulter and that kind of stuff in it. Um, yeah. I'm hoping on the GT side of stuff, we're going to see more official kind of sanctioned stuff. I think that would be cool. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of um, leaks kind of just hosting random races, which is cool because yeah. it's not real drivers. But I think if we have something a bit more official like F1 have done. That's yeah. really going to benefit the series. Um, yeah. I'm really curious to see what Gran Turismo do because obviously you're saying Lewis Hamilton is, I think he's an ambassador, isn't he? For yes, yeah, I've got the DLC that they did for Gran Turismo. Well, that's it. So it'd be really yeah. cool to see if he maybe could do some stuff as well. I think the console communities, you know, they deserve something like this. Um, ah. and it'd be really cool to see what comes up, you know. Um, I, yeah. I think definitely. It's certainly a lot better than watching the celebrities sing Imagine on TV. <laughs> <when> <laughs> I don't want to see Lewis Hamilton sing that, thanks. It was the, it was the, I'm sure he's a good singer, but we'll leave that for others to decide. But um, it was, but no, it would be good for him to come on. And they, they can all get these studios in their houses and, and do their film clips and, and get it done. And then you could lead it from there, as you say. Um, mm. And when things get back to normal, um, then they could have, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's incredible potential for amazing events. Um, yeah. When I was looking at some of your F1 events and GT Sport events or the big GT events that you were doing, I mean, yeah. the, the, the showcase um kind of the exhibition kind of way that you lay it out um yeah. is fantastic and the atmosphere in, inside of those places must be really electric um, That's when, it, yeah. That's fine. when they all gather in so yeah no it's it's really good but um it's it's interesting because one of the big questions that we always get on the show um mm. is the the top tips and as you're a, a professional esports um, <laughs> driver and and all of that um they're always saying yes that's all very well but how can i go quicker so I was wondering, do you have any kind of say a few um, tips for all our viewers um, who are desperately on their on their simulators as soon as the show finishes to go back and have a go? And um, what would you say is a few top tips to go faster on a, on a, on, the, on their games and simulators? Yeah, I think the first big tip is you need to spend time with the, the software. I think we were kind of before we went live, we were just talking about how you'd kind of tried out uh, GT Sport. Well, you're playing GT Sport commonly, but it tried out Project mm -hmm. Cars too. Um, yeah. And you were saying the handling was, it was slightly different, wasn't it? I can't remember exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was really hard. It was heavy and, and unresponsive. Anyway, it was it yeah. was really difficult, yeah. Well, that's it. So you've got a little bit of variation between software. And I think at the moment, like, people might see, oh, there's a race this week with F1 drivers. They're going to try and qualify for that. But then there's one with GT drivers and they want to qualify for that. I think you're much better just enjoying yourself and committing to one game. For example, I use a set course of competizione um, and understanding the handling phase behind the car um mm. then the more it just comes back to basics after that really so you know your throttle and brake application needs to be nice and smooth the steering input should be 
smooth as well. None of this jittering around the wheel. Um, I know we see a lot of like rally drivers and stuff. They're constantly obviously having to make adjustments. But when it comes to big cars like GT cars, there's that yeah. much weight that needs to be shifted. You need to be smooth because otherwise, you know, the car can't respond that quickly. Um, yeah. So I think for me, it all comes down to to basics and just being consistent and almost committing to the movements that you're making, if that makes sense. Yeah, aye, and trying to look very far ahead as well, isn't it? And yeah. I, I was watching one chap from, I think, Sim 61, they call him, and, um, mm-hmm. and uh, guy is Mansell's his surname, but I don't think he's any relation to Nigel Mansell. I'm, <laughs> I was trying to get in touch with him to see if he was, but, um, uh, but and he was saying, you know, what, where people look is crucial um, yeah. and, uh, and all that kind of thing. I, I played the F1 game quite a bit on F1 2019, and, and I did quite well on, on the classics. I got into the top, I think it was the top 200 um, oh, right. in the world. And that was on the on the Silverstone short. And I got mm-hmm. to about four, I think it was in the 400s um, for the Silverstone long. And that was in the Ferrari from 2004. Um, wow. But it's it's quite funny though, because like the top time was like a 108 or something or 109. Wow. And then I thought, how did they do that? Because I'm doing like a 127 or 128 or whatever it was. I can't quite remember. Um, but and then so I was, I was kind of with the, the, the pack of kind of realistic times. And yeah. then there was this like 20 second gap um, as to somebody's. And I thought they must have cut a whole area out of the circuit. And, and it must have been a bug. And they've somehow managed to do it because there's no way you can you can be like 14 or 15 seconds plus behind, um, you know, realistically and to be on the same lap. So, yeah, yeah you know, even if you're Lewis Hamilton, there's, there's definitely something uh, missing, you know, <laughs> over there. Um, but it, it's funny because every game it does handle differently. And obviously, single seaters are much lighter and, and yeah. they respond so easily. But it's true what you say the GT3s, they are tough. They're, that's my worst category. That's my <laughs> one I find the, the hardest. Um, it's, uh, I've done a few on the DLC for Gran Turismo with the Lewis Hamilton one. And I've done, I think, I, think I got Monza. And I got Dragon Trail. They were the two ones I managed to do. I've been three or four tenths out with other ones, but but I've done um, a few others. But um, but it is it's quite funny how they all differ. How some of them are understeery and others are, are quite kind of over. They will, they'll just so twitchy. Um, mm. But group group four is my the one I seem to do reasonably well at. Um, nice. Yeah. So it's not too bad. So I think one of the big things as well is about like acceleration, isn't it? Because the key, yeah, I've heard a lot of drivers say you've got to be able to that when you accelerate that you shouldn't lift off again you should be able when you come out of a corner you yeah. should be accelerating and, and that should be enough to keep you going right the way out and also breaking early enough because i think a lot of people break too late and then they run wide and then it ruins the next corner and all the rest of it um mm. but it's it's the thing what what's been um one of your like your closest and best races that you felt you've you'd really you know you'd beaten some big names or um you'd, you'd learned a lot during the race because you've done obviously quite a few yeah i've been quite lucky um i think the most recent one that I can think of, and it was uh, this Kyle Amy race, and I actually ended up uh, Super GT was behind me. We must have spent about forty, it was maybe about 30, 45 minutes within four tenths of each other. Um, wow. It was he was pushing hard. He's a naturally quick guy, and I've never raced mm. before until this race. So huh. you know, I was I've got a lot of respect for him. And I've realised he was a quick guy, and it was only once we were in that kind of that zone, and it just seemed like the two of us were trading laps constantly coming up towards other cars getting past them and moving on and um yeah it was just it was so nice to be on the limit for so long and it was hard work and it was it was stressful i guess in a way but it was so enjoyable at the same time if that makes sense um yeah i'm sure you, you'll understand this it's kind of when you're in that zone or that element and everything's just going right and you, it just you're not having to think too much it's almost just subconscious um mm-hmm. 
And so that race at Kyle Amy was amazing because he was in a different car to me. I think he was in a McLaren, I want to say, or, or something, whatever it was. So the cars yeah. handled really naturally. Um, mm -hmm. So there's parts of the track where he had more pace than me. And it was just, it was so nice to be constantly just trading and going up against someone who you knew was quick um, yeah. when I was just on top. So it was a really good battle. It was really good fun. Um, that was probably my most recent one. I don't know about yourself. Have you had any good battles recently? Um, yes, I mean, I, I do. I, I've been doing the Dragon Trail Gardens, which is on GT Sport. That's the main one I, I really played, to be fair. Um, but, uh, and I've, I've won a few. I haven't won on that one, but last week we were doing the, what was the one? Um, oh, it was uh, Suzuka. But, um, oh, I'm trying to remember that it's gone straight out of my head. Um, I'm quite good at Brands Hatch. Um, I like Brands Hatch. So when you get GT4 at Brands Hatch, um, I've won quite a few races there. Um, nice. But yeah, I, I, I think it's the fact of it's trying to keep it clean. Because I think, you know, I, I, I try and listen to the guys that say, get a good qualifying time. So I'll maybe take an hour to try and do a, a lot of qualifying, try and get my time right up there. Um, uh -huh. And then in turn, uh, once I've done that, then I get out there. And, and it's it's because uh, if you have a clean race, it's a lot better. You get, you know, it, it's learning who to avoid as much yeah. as anything else. Because <laughs> when you see them banging doors and all the rest of it in front of you, um, which even, I mean, I'm a, a B and an S rating on, on GT Sport. And I'm almost on the A, just, I'm just on the verge of, getting into a that's my goal for um the next few months to try and get into a and maintain it <laughs> um but it's it's like they, 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 they slam into you and then you can end up getting penalties um right. even when you did know this is, i think i've been mean, one of the big problems at the moment with gt sport is that um if you get hit and you go off and um, you can get a, a penalty and the other person gets away scot-free oh, really? so, yeah it's been quite shocking oh, so goodness. people are yeah, so people are quite wary about racing because they think, well, if you're trying to do better and get improve your rating, um, you've really got to be so careful because if you start at the back, you, uh, sometimes it's easier at the back because you know you can see what's happening in front of you and people yeah. go off and the, you do the Moses effect, as as uh, Super GT would say, and the, you get through, you know. Um, but uh, but I know it's it's quite a thing, but it's it's a great feeling when I when I started like tenth on the grid and I ended up winning a race at Brands Hatch from tenth, um, and that was a real because it was it was again some one or two people went wide. But it was more it was quite a clean race and one yeah. by one i knew i had a, i just had a bit more pace um and it just seemed to work so that's been that's been quite good but um it's i'm trying to figure out what is my best track i wish that gt sport at silverstone because i really like the silverstone track um, oh, yeah. and uh, and they've got the, we've got lewis hamilton's formula one car so i was always hoping that gt sport would put on and what they really want is like an, an f1 race where they supply the car um, yeah, and they yeah. do it at, like at Brands Hatch or Silverstone. I think that would be amazing. That'd be awesome, carnage, yeah. but it would be it'd be fun. You know, it'd be a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, but I'm going to try and expand my my um, uh, the, the range. So try and get into eye racing as well. Um, mm. And I might even start doing a stream here and there. Um, I'm oh, going nice. to get myself an Elgato um, streaming machine and see yeah. if I can get it all to link up and work. Um, so now that's that's the thing. But, I think um, yeah, iRacing's yeah, it's definitely growing in popularity at the moment. Obviously, I don't know if you saw, but they hosted a NASCAR race, I think, on Fox or ESPN um, in America, and it had over 1.4 million viewers at one point, which wow, for, for racing is huge. And what I was a bit weary about, but I guess has been disproven, was that I didn't know how people were going to respond to it. You know, if you've gone mm -hmm. from watching real NASCAR to suddenly watching, you know, virtual cars driving on an oval. Yeah. I, I thought people might be a bit skeptical, but it looks like it's gone down really well, which is really cool to see. Well, I think iRacing has quite good sound quality. And, yeah. and that's the big difference between GT Sport. It doesn't have great sound. But, right. but iRacing and I think Assetto Corsa, they were saying, is very good um, mm. sound quality. And that makes a big difference because you want to hear those V8s sing. And it's <laughs> different, isn't it? It's, uh, that's why the, the, the current F1 cars on the games 
they're, they're okay they sound all right but they're nothing like the i think people love the classics because they can race course, exist, yeah. you know in the v10s but That's do you have a do you have a favorite kind of pastime race where you like we you know if you if you've got a bit of you want to have a real bit of fun what kind of what ones do you like to choose yeah i think around yeah the 2004 ferrari is a really good shout um i think I, I guess how far you want to call a classic maybe the bron gp i can't remember, was that 2009 oh, yeah, 2009 yeah that's a great car yeah um, but you're right just back when you had engines that actually made a, a noise that kind of correlated with the, the car you know what i mean like yeah, i know it's a bit of an old topic but the new cars just don't sound as good you know what i mean it's, no, no. It's i think i think to be fair you know formula one says they're struggling with a new audience and I think that's the biggest thing because uh, yeah. I don't think they've lost their old audience. But if you want the new generations, part of the show is the sound. And yeah. the, I mean, the epic sound. When you used to, I used to go to Jerez and watch the testing there. And oh, it nice. was incredible. It, you'd be two miles away, open the window, and you could hear the cars. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. I mean, you got out of the car in the car park and you were running to the track just to hear the sound. And you'd run through the bit, pay you three euros to get in. And then you're at the chicane at Jerez and you could see them all coming around and it was incredible. In fact, yes. I did it back in 2008, I think it was, was it two, or no, 2007, um, end of 2000, no, it would have been early 2008 uh, for Hamilton's first or no, second series, that's right, second season. Right. Um, and uh, we, 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 we actually walked right the way around to the back straight and we didn't realise we weren't allowed to, but being Spanish, they didn't really care and they just let folk go anywhere. And then they put a, they put a sign up afterwards when you've returned saying, why are you on the other, the wrong side of the sign? <laughs> And you're like, well, we've been there all day. Um, and the I got my little camera out and I, and I took a picture and the first car we saw was Lewis Hamilton coming down the street. That's amazing. In the car and, and it was just amazing. It was, it was awesome. I've got it on my YouTube channel. It's somewhere mm. in the list of the library. Um, but uh, but no, it was, it's when you, once you've heard that, then it's incredible, you know, and, and the only race I've ever seen live uh, actually there was at, at Donington in 1993, oh, yeah. probably well before you were born. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and the, uh, and that was the same Senna win in at uh, Donington, um, yeah. and that was the most incredible lap. And we were at the at the Donington loop at the back, and but when the cars came round, they were deafening as they came oh. on the warm up lap. And then yeah. they got to the the front, they got to the onto the grid, and all oh, you heard, you know, you, they were doing their their burnouts and all the rest of it. And then there was at that point, it wasn't five lights; it was just a red light and a green, and that was it. Oh my goodness! And it was it was amazing. And then yeah. you just heard this, the red waves <laughs> go right up like this, and then boom, and then the kind of revs come down, and the traction comes in, and and off they go. And of course, it was wet, and and uh, but it was it was incredible. And then you just saw this kind of the, all the cameras going off as they came round the track as people were flashing you know, the cameras and eventually the cars came and by the time they got to us um it was prost senna hill and then the whole lot and he'd got from seventh to second and then it, by the time he came up at the end of the loop he was first oh, so uh, it was astonishing and i had we were in a crowd of brazilians right behind us and so you can imagine the wave of, of yeah. the, the, you know as they as they they were they were so passionate you know um but see that that's what you have to try and capture exactly yeah that's you know? it it's, yeah definitely and i think they, it'd be quite interesting because obviously you've got this the esports influence when you watch a race you, you can sometimes hear the crowds a little bit you know when the race cars go past and you can you can hear up yeah. the crowds you need to do a bit more of that though a bit make it a bit louder and that's a bit it more, exactly. yeah a bit more you know a few more horns and and those bit <laughs> like the verstappen fans when they set off the fireworks or the you know the orange <laughs> orange sprays going everywhere that that's would be it, quite yeah. you know that would certainly certainly help um but uh, but yeah it's, it's capturing that i think that people really kind of want to want to hear um but uh, how do you think it's going to develop what do you think they're going to do to make it um as realistic as possible 
Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. Sounds the big thing. So obviously Codemasters produced the F1 game, but they also produced Dirt Rally. And um, Dirt Rally 2.0 recently, recently released some Colin McRae DLC. So it brought out a whole new Scottish yeah. rally stages plus yeah. some kind of scenarios. And I'll tell you what, the old cars and that, the old Subarus, they sound incredible. So yeah. I don't know if this may be an issue specific to the, the F1 studio. I'm not too sure. But I think yeah. that they're going the right way about it. It's difficult, I guess, when the real cars don't sound too great. Um, yeah. So I think you're right. I think for me, it's that immersion factor needs to be increased, especially if they're aiming this towards, you know, TV audiences. Yeah. Well, similarly, one of the options that they were going to do with their engine updates for Formula One was I think it was either a two or a three cylinder engine because they actually oh. thought it sounded better and it would be like a big twin turbo or whatever they would do to it, you know, to make it um, yeah. be, be incredibly fast. But they had similarly, had, I think it was, it was either Ross Braun or, or the chap who used to be from Renault Oh, what was his name? Um, and they were talking about it and how they actually reckon that this um, two or three cylinder engine um, was going to be, it had a much better kind of rasp to it and they could change the exhaust so it, it would sound like a, almost like a bike engine. So it would have a bit more kind of high, high, higher revs because that's the thing you miss. Um, in the old V8 engines, you had a high revving engine. Well, these are the only, they rev out about 12,000. Well, the old V10s, they were like 19,000. You know, it's incredible. Um, scary. And, you, know, you felt it, you know. Um, but yeah, so something that's got a bit higher rev range, and you kind of feel that when the, if they could have a higher rev range with the current engines, it would actually sound a bit better because they get they get better as the as the revs go higher. Mm. Um, so that would be that would be something. Um, but uh, I suppose unless the esports people do uh, all their current F1 drivers in an old car in a in a F thousand and four or whatever it is or or something yeah. like that, all one make, then that might that might work. Um, but we'll have, to, we'll have to see what they would do. The other big one that we, we should look at is the touring cars. You know, the British touring oh, yeah. car series. They yeah. would make a tremendous um, eSports race, I reckon. Um, do you know of things that are happening with that at all? Or? Um, not I'm aware of. I think it would be really cool to see. I think it's definitely something that people are asking for. And I think with the nature of touring cars being that you can get a bit argy-bargy, it's... Uh, yeah. You know, you, you can have a bit more fun with it, I guess. Uh, the F1 games and stuff, they have the credit where it's due, they have a really nice handling and physics model. Um, yeah. But you, you, people are still cautious about having wheel to wheel contact, which is really cool. Um, so I think if you could go something like touring cars where it's a bit more, yeah, like I say, you can go wheel to wheel and stuff, then it adds to the element factor. That was the one good thing about a set of course stuff when we were racing these endurance races and stuff, was that yeah. you could kind of push the limits with people and the cars weren't going to fall into a million pieces. So that's good. Thing. Yeah, touring cars would be a really cool aspect for sure. Yeah, I think I know from from like from my generation, you know, we used to watch it in the nineties. So we got all the best. We got the Alpha uh, with Tarquinis and and one five fives going, yeah. you know, the barrel rolling at Knock Hill and places like that, which was great fun. Um, and then you had Steve Sofer and his BMWs and John Cleland and his Vauxhall Cavaliers and all mm -hmm. sorts of, you know, now the cars are junk in terms of the standard car was terrible, but the real <laughs> the racing cars were very, very good. Um, but uh, so, no, I think that would be, a, I think you'd get a lot of older folk like myself and, you know, mm -hmm. we, we would love all of that um, to have a go. But I think we might explore iRacing and, and more on the set of Corsa. Um, yeah. I would definitely um, look at that because uh, they get very well written up. Now, there's a new game, wasn't it? Well, it's the Assetto Corsa competition. That was launched yeah. a wee while ago and that's that's quite different to the normal assetto corsa game isn't it it was a kind of quite a big update yeah so that is the the world gt it's an officially licensed product so it's um basically the yeah the world gt cars tracks that kind of stuff so your lambos your audis um ferraris right and then kind of like i say kyle Ami, suzuka 
Brands Hatch, Darlington, all that kind of stuff. Um, okay. They have just announced they're going to bring out a British DT uh, DLC as well. So okay. we'll see uh, Donington getting added. We'll see some GT4 cars coming in. And that'll be really good. It's a really, I oh, I mean, I've spoken to like David Perel and stuff. They think it's a better handling model yeah. than I racing for GT cars. Um, mm -hmm. So I think if you're GT inclined, it's a really good direction to go. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's certainly going to be exciting to see to see what mm -hmm. comes out and where they're all going. And what about you? Did you find that now you know with the esports, are you trying to see if there's any any possibilities of having a go in a real racing series as well? Are you looking for that invite by one of the big teams to say, "Come and have a yeah, go"? Yeah, that'd be awesome. That definitely. I think um, if yeah, if I could swindle away into a GT drive, even if it's just for a test, that would be quite the experience. Um, but I think what I'm interested to see is, like you said, we've got this kind of. Well, because real motorsports stops, we've got sim drivers and real drivers coming together. I wonder if over the winter and summer breaks, if we're going to see these real drivers come back again, because now they know what the quality of racing is like. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yes, I, I think, I mean, I think that like watching the first F1 race, it was completely argy-bargy. Yeah. And, and I think, okay, it's fine for a kind of fun event. But if they mm. want to be take it seriously, then I think they have to do their best and, and yeah. kind of make it good. And maybe that's why you might want to have more F1 drivers in it rather than just so much of a mixture. I mean, yeah, I think they can do those mixture events, but I think if they're going to make it really quite serious and I think get quite a big audience, they probably like, like you were saying with the NASCAR in America, yeah. they, they, they would all be pretty serious NASCAR drivers probably. So they, it, it commands that audience because they, well, all these guys are going to be going for it. Yes, they can yeah. do a little bit more than they can in real life um, in terms of more, more dropey moves. Um, but this is what we had past him, Maldonado. Can you imagine that? It would be that would certainly set the place going. Um, but uh, but yeah, but you know, but I think to have the if they're all going for it and trying still to be fairly clean, um, mm. then I think that I think that would be brilliant because there's a massive gap at the moment and people are you know they, they want it to be filled with something. Um, yeah. So I think that would be that would be really good and and also for obviously GT drivers as well. I think a touring car challenge would be fun, would be absolutely hilarious to watch. So where would you have it then? If you were to host a touring car race, what game would you pick? Because I'm trying to think in my head. I don't know which one I'd go for. Um, from the, I mean, I've I've played a set of Corsa. I've got the original one. I don't have competition. Yeah. So I need to get I need to get that one. But I did like the setup on that. Um, okay. And I, I kind of think you know Gran Turismo would be good on that because okay. you kind of think they've got a lot. I mean, they've got a lot of the GT3, GT4 cars. But actually, I mean, if they brought out a touring car version uh -huh. of that, I would I think that would be fantastic. That's um, a good chance. You know. Yeah. Because they do have a lot of classic cars, you know, they've got the Ferraris from the 60s and 70s and, you know, I mean, if they can put a blooming Fiat 500 in, they can surely put in a Vauxhall Cavalier, you know, but it was, uh, you, know, <laughs> it's, you know, I don't know what's worse, but, mm. uh, you know, it's, uh, but yeah, no, I think, I think that would be it. And you know, what you, they should get to introduce it and, and, and do the kind of main kind of commentary. I think it should be Jeremy Clarkson and James May. I Jeremy think that would be. <laughs> I think that would be quite funny. I think, uh, I think if, if, or if they were like the engineers, you know, if they were allowed to go and speak to the drivers and say, you're not going fast enough, you know, you know, it was like, <laughs> you know, but uh, it's, it's uh, so yeah, though, I think it'd be, I think there's, there's definitely room for, um, I think, I think Gran Turismo would be, would be, would be a good one because a lot of people know that and it's, and it's worldwide. So exactly. um, it would, yeah. you know, it would go, I mean, when they put the, the Lewis Hamilton uh, pack on that, I mean, a lot of people bought that and, and did it and it was, okay. it was great fun. And it was it was so hard to watch when Super GT completed it in about two hours. And there I was after about twelve days, and I managed to get one track to the diamond sign. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was like so. 
Um, but uh, but no, but it, but you, you do learn a huge amount because you think, okay, you analyze what you've done and then you try and make it better. Um, and in time you learn, right, okay, I can cut this bit, use a bit more curb, get my acceleration yeah. better, breaking better. Um, but yeah, no, it would be, I think it's, 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 it's a huge world of esports now. And so it, it, there's lots of scope, but lots of scope for it to improve. Um, other than that, we need Formula Ford. Formula Ford. You know, like the basic Formula Ford single seaters? Yeah. And make a, a spectacular, because, um, you know, you don't have downforce at the back of and things. So, you know, it would be, I think, I mean, they did the Red Bull cars. It was a kind of, um, uh, what do they call it? Um, it's not a real car. It's done for, like, you know, the. the oh, the, um, concepts. Is that? The, yeah, the concept car. And yeah. they've got, like, it's, the, it's a kind of extreme. There's two versions of it. Um, and they're quite good because they've got quite a lot of grip and they're quite easy to drive and they're, they're quite a lot of fun. And if, yeah. if they put them on a small track, it's it's hilarious. Uh, you can have you can have a lot of laughs for that. Um, but um, but yeah, but I think Formula Ford would be would be quite good. So okay. if they had that, imagine that at Donington. That would be yeah. You know, bring back the old memories, and and it's a great British track to to have. You know, but uh, and then they could bring back. I want to see it at the old Imola. I know a lot of the tracks, a lot of the games have the current yeah. Imola. But I think the Imola pre-1994, when they had the old Tamburello corner, which was a very challenging corner, that was the one, you know, was, I'm trying to think. That, we see, that was the one where Senna was killed, you know, but, but the, the oh, one yeah. where he went off, yeah. um, because it was it didn't have chicanes. It was just one kind of long corner, and then it went into Toza kind of at the end. Um, uh -huh. So it was, but it, that's why they loved it, because it was an incredible challenge. And yeah. I think with eSports, you can go back to the old style of, of circuits, um, and and then people think, well, actually, we drove the old one, which was the one where you really had to be brave, you know. Um, but um, but yeah, so I think it could be, and it would it would bring back that kind of passion because I always thought when they changed the track after the accidents, I mean, as, as terrible as it was, the drivers wanted to drive those tracks, and I kind of think, you know, part of it is keeping the the to a bit, and you could fit, you know, they could have made a bit more runoff, they could have knocked down trees and and made yeah. it safer. Um, but I think, and with the, with esports, the e you don't have that problem. You can just have. The track, exactly, yeah. That's it, you know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so no, that's uh, and and uh, yeah, there were lots of differences. I mean, I'm not saying go back to Spa from the 1960s where it was lethal, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> we had houses literally on the side of the track um, when Jim Clark was racing there and all that kind of stuff. But um, it's that, yeah. There's lots of scope. Is there a track you would like to see um, that isn't maybe used so much at the moment? Yeah, I think. Old Imola is actually a really good shout because it was a really fast flowing circuit. Um, I mean, I've always been a fan of the Hockenheim ring, and I know that's kind of come in and out of racing as it goes. Even the old layout of that, when you went through the forest, was yeah. another circuit. So that, I think that'd be a great one. Yeah, I think, like you said, because we don't have these restrictions with you know even land space, it's uh, it'd be really cool to see that that track come back. I think. Yeah, I hope that was the next one on the thing. I thought I said, yeah, Hockenheim would be fantastic. Hockenheim in the wet. With, you know, oh. when you've got a mist as you go into the trees, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's like that. Um, yeah, in the old 93 V12s, that would be when the old categories of Lovely. that would be. Uh, uh, one of my one of my, my co hosts, actually, Andrew Marr, um, he was went to the last Hockenheim Grand Prix when it was the old layout. Um, oh, wow. and uh, and he said it was phenomenal, absolutely I incredible. Um, I think it was the year it was 2001, I think it was. I think he saw either Barrichello win. Or, or I'm not sure. He's, he's making lots of comments, so I'll, I'll figure out Andrew if he's listening. You can you can tell me what year it was and who won. Um, but uh, but no, I mean that that would be an amazing track. That would be something else. And also you get like some of the old tracks that are not used anymore, like Portugal. Portugal was quite a good track. That was uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was a street yeah, circuit. Um, there was uh, there was oh, Estoril. Um, yeah. yeah, which you can still go to today. 
Um, I'm trying to think of other tracks as well that would be that would be good. Um, but uh, but yeah, but no, that's that's fantastic. Well, I think we've covered quite a fair bit in 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 half an hour on the on the on the show. But uh, but um, I mean, is there anything that we can help um, promote for you for the guys who are watching? Um, as to we know if uh, things that you're doing that you would like to to to, to promote, we'll be more than happy to put it out there for you. Yeah, I think the biggest news is um, David Perel recently has launched his Coach Dave Academy, so I'm going to be helping him along with that, not in terms of coaching, but just in the, the back end. So it's um, yeah. a dedicated coaching for sim racers by real racers, which is really cool. So yeah. like so David's himself on there. He's just announced Jordan Pepper, that Bentley Continental driver, has joined. Um, and you can visit that on coachdaveacademy.com, I believe it's the website. Um, and that's been really cool to see for people who are, you know, whether you're on console or PC, um, being able to benefit from coaching from people who understand the cars and have had the real world experience. So that's the biggest news that's been launched. And it'd be really cool to see uh, to see some people jump across onto that for sure. Yeah, that'd be really good. And actually, I was going to say, um, the Scottish Motor Racing Club are doing a, vi a big event. Um, uh, it's, it's called uh, Drive Fest in Kelso in the Scottish Borders. And they're hoping to have some esports uh, people coming along to that. It's going to yeah. be on the 23rd of August. Now, as far as I know, it's still going ahead um, mm -hmm. with all the things that have been happening. Um, and hopefully it will still be. I mean, that's quite a long way away. Um, but they were actually one of the guys who was uh, I was speaking to there um, had asked me to get in touch with uh, esports people. So that might be something for perhaps a date in the diary because he's got a budget and they are looking to bring people up um, to do. They're going to have the Formula One um, simulators there and other simulators. Um, nice. So perhaps that might be a, a great way of, you, you know, with your um, uh, association with Thrustmaster and things like that. And um, with those kind of um, intros, we could we could have you up there um, and uh, we could we could get something sorted out. That would be that would be great. Um, but uh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure um, to talk to you, Josh. It's been absolutely fantastic as usual. And, and uh, thank you very much for giving us um, the time today. Um, and uh, on this, on a, on a, uh, it's almost not quite Easter, but it's just about. So, what are your plans for the rest of the day? Any motor racing issues? Or um, I've got a twelve-hour race next month. Well, I say next month. It's in about two weeks from now. Um, there's myself, um, James Baldwin, the world's fastest gamer, David Perel, and Matteo Crescenti. I butchered his name. He's a GT driver. Um, we're going to be teaming up for that. So we'll be getting some practice in for that, which will be really exciting. Um, but again, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on and to chat to someone who's so passionate about racing and sim racing. It's great fun. So thank you yeah. for having me as well. Oh, you're very welcome. And let me know all of your updates. Put it onto our, our Facebook page and we'll, we'll put it out there and we'll, we'll mention it on our on our shows. Um, and it's fantastic to have you on, on, on the show. It's always a pleasure. And uh, as they stay safe. And as our motto goes, drive fast and try not to crash. <laughs> Speak to you soon. If you stay on the line, and I'll, I'll end the broadcast there for the live show. Thanks to all our listeners and viewers. You've been listening to the Car, Sim and Race Driver Show. And we'll see you soon. Bye, just out.